Here I am. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Why have we decided that farmer's markets are nice? <laughs> farmer's markets, that's, that's buying food under duress. <laughs> like you go and then you, you like stand there and look at the produce while the person who grew the produce looks at you. And they don't have the regular produce that I know. It's different. It's like, they're like, this is purple broccoli. <laughs> this is sort of like garlic, but it's not. Um, wh when did we decide that the best tomatoes are the ones with three butt cracks? <laughs> I, I want to go to, a, I want the regular fruit that I know. I want apples, oranges, tomatoes, regular. I just want right plain. I went I went and I bought like I thought this was like really fun in farmers markety. I bought like a, a bunch of carrots uh, and and it had the plant. It was the carrots, but then also the carrot plant, right? And I was like, oh, okay, because it's from like a farm, like this is a farm thing. Okay, so I like went to the top, like to the front and I was like, hi, like uh, I would like these carrots, but like my apartment's small, so will you please take the plant off of my carrots? And the woman who was selling me the carrots looked at me like I had stopped her dog. She was like, you don't want the greens? And I'm like, do I look like a goat to you? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with the greens. She's like, you can do anything with them. You can juice them. You can put them in a salad. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. I'm just, I'm learning German. Uh, I got this, like, learn German CD, uh, and, like, the first thing they teach you, this is really helpful, they teach you a thing where it's, like, if you don't speak German and you need to find someone who speaks English, this is the conversation. So, like, I'm an American tourist. Uh, okay, so I, I uh, th this is, I'm just going to reenact it for you, and then this way you guys can know what to do when you don't speak German in Germany. This is the conversation. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so here's, here's me. Here's me, the American. Entschuldigen Sie, verstehen Sie English? And then here's the German person, I guess. Nein, ich verstehe kein Englisch. Verstehen Sie Deutsch? Nein. Ha ha ha! Auf Wiedersehen! Auf Wiedersehen. I'm Sierra Hager. Thanks, guys. Yay! That was awesome. Yay! Yay! Sierra Hager, yay! 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 I'm looking at my list. All right. All right. Where we are now is uh, uh, your next comedian. We're having like a female rock block, which is really exciting. There's been a lot of women on the show, which makes me really happy because <gasps> women are funny. Or did unless you want to go up next, Brady? Do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> we must do Brady next. Let's do Brady. Brady, are you ready? Brady's so ready. Brady, you're so ready. Brady is actually like the prettiest girl I've seen in a long time. He really is. He's a gorgeous human being. 
uh, inside and out. He's super hilarious. He's just joined us in the uh, one of us, one of us, one of us. And I'm, I'm super excited. He's really, really funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Brady Pe Pearson. Yay! Yay! I brought my own. Hi, everybody. My name is Brady. You don't have to worry about the Pearson. It's, it's enough. It's like Cher. <laughs> it's Brady, you know. It's a great name. I had knew a guy named Brad. Brad but he's, he dropped to the Y, and I don't understand why he was afraid of it. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Y. It's awesome, right? But there were a lot of kids when I was growing up that weren't so cool with the Y. They weren't having it. You know, looking at something as beautiful and as amazing as I am. And so they would follow me around the uh, the, pri the playground and go, which one are you? Are you Jan, Marsha, or Cindy? Why was it never a boy? Still don't understand that. Oh! It's like a Greek wedding out there or something. I don't know. And uh, so they would follow me around and they would say, hey, what happened to the Brady Bunch today, Brady? What happened on the Brady Bunch today, Brady? And we'd gather around and I'd say, do you really want to know? Do y'all really want to know? Do you really want to know? Well, I told them how Alice really takes her meat. She does like fish. She does like fish, too. She's, she's, she's an omnivore now. What really went on with Mike and Greg in the Johnny Bravo Lounge upstairs? And what really happened in Kitty Carriol, Tiger, and Cindy in that doghouse? They never found the earrings. <laughs> they never found them. Um, you know, it wasn't easy being this fabulous, you know, like being Brady. And I would find myself in high school dreaming of the boys' camp that should have been, you know. And it was called Camp Put It In Me. <laughs> On the shores of Lake Put It In Me, Michigan. It's a great place, a lot of sports, a lot of balls. <laughs> a lot of bats going around, you know, some scoring maybe if I'm lucky. And uh, the greatest thing was the end of the day when we would all get together exhausted from sun and swim in the hall and we would gather and we would sing the Can't Put a Tin Me theme song. And it, <laughs> it goes to something like this. <clears throat> Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me ev all the way. <laughs> I am yours, put it in me. On your shores, put it in me. Put it in me every day, every day. These are my fantasies. <laughs> I felt I should, you know, punish you with them. You know, we we're facing a lot of division today, and I, I want to talk about, you know, like so. Imagining, I have something that can bring us together, and it's, uh, I imagine this. It's, uh, it's a series of fragrances for the new American condition. Okay, now the first one is called White Woman. <laughs> okay, and. Um, the byline is always in front. There are pictures of her 
in front of the Starbucks. <laughs> we'll have pictures of her talking exhaustively to the manager at Costco. <laughs> the next fragrance is more for the men in the audience. You might enjoy it. It's uh, got kind of a Marlboro logo, kind of like the Marlboro type, you know, font. Maybe some gun, some bullet casings, right, for fragrance. And it's called Entitled. <laughs> it's how you feel. <laughs> and the final one. It's made, the box will be made from synthesized homeless denim. <laughs> right? And it's called Unwashed. <laughs> for the rest of you. These are my thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's kind of scary, you know. And I'm As we get so close to Halloween, it's no surprise we're living in a nightmare right now. <laughs> you know, uh, with Mitch McConnell's hand and face, it's living proof that the undead have taken over the Capitol. You know, there are a lot of other people wearing a lot of masks. I mean, Lindsey Graham trying to be a straight guy is amazing. <laughs> He's been trying to do that forever. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, we have the new Judge Barrett who tries to, who looks, who dresses like a person. It's amazing. It's almost convincing. It's all, you know, is she real? I don't know. These are things I think of, you know. Um, and it's also very exciting because, you know, like uh, in COVID, I have been so locked up. And so, I mean, guys, I mean, who's not horny these days, right? I'm so horny, I would probably uh, stup a donut. I've thought about it. Not a chocolate donut, that would, I know you guys are thinking you're gay, you want the chocolate donut first, that's not, no, that's messy. I want a clean donut. You know, maybe a slight glaze with a decent, you know, or maybe a cream filled. That's the kind I'm gonna go for. You know, this whole COVID thing also has me thinking about, you know, like how we're getting silver, you know, like we all have to get together and, you know, the uh, New York City, Health department gives us some really healthy guidelines for that. They say, be creative, be kinky, with barriers and walls. And I think, well, that's every relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> that's not news. That's not news at all. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, and then, you know, it's like, and the other thing is like, so the other thing is like, it's like use glory holes. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, have you ever seen a straight woman come back from a glory hole fest? I have never seen it. I don't know if that's a good recommendation. I haven't seen it. I've never had a girl go, oh my God, that night at the glory hole was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. You know, and the other thing is they'll talk about um, masturbation, you know, uh, socially distanced. And it's like wondering, like, you know, they had to be at least six feet apart. And I was wondering if anybody wanted to join me. And all that. <laughs> I said I'm horny. Jesus Christ. Y'all have to look at me like that. Um, thank you all so much for having me. I want to say, uh, and I'm serious, like, uh, my mother is really listening, so. <laughs> she is. She's like, hi, Mom. <laughs> so thank you so much, Pam, for this time, and uh, all of you for yours. And uh, my name is Brady, not Cher. <laughs> Although the jacket can confuse you. I mean, oh. right? I mean, the jacket, the jacket deserves its own show, I know. You guys are looking at me like, I wish the jacket were talking. 
I, I'm, this happens to me all the time. People just have to throw up whenever I start talking. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio. Brady Pearson, everyone, hooray! All right. No, no, it's great. You had to do your thing. You've got dogs, and he's got a glow collar on. I, nobody was bit. I have no idea what's happening right now. But I do know that your next comedian, uh, we were going from a Pearson to a Pinson. We were very, very close in names. Clap your hands together wildly for Rachel Pinson. Yay! There's Going alphabetically. <laughs> I met God. I met God on the streets of Nashville. True story. God said, Let me buy you a beer and give you a cigarette. And I was like, all right, God. And then as I was drinking that, it's okay, they're communicating with God. <laughs> and as I'm drinking this beer with God and smoking a cigarette with God, God was like, well, how about a little kiss? To which I replied, I don't even believe in you. That's a real story. <laughs> Porter, Porter's our uh, biggest heckler, but we love him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark. <laughs> All right, God. So anyway, I was tripping balls with a bunch of hippies in the woods. This guy knows what I'm talking about. And there was this guy. His name was Cake, and he kept just repeating this thing and every time he would repeat it we would laugh harder and harder and it was just oh <laughs> kind of reminds me huh? I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about that deep fried <laughs> I'm talking about that chocolate glaze <laughs> the, the jelly fill <laughs> covered in sprinkles whoa and then he would do it again like if people were talking about oh yeah that kind of reminds me of the, that deep fried <laughs> that chocolate glaze <laughs> the jelly fill the covered in sprinkles it's like whoa man like you already got glaze on that and jelly and sprinkles like we're all getting diabetes just listening to you go on and on i don't know if you guys have tried psychedelics or whatever but it just kept echoing, and then and it became a meme. People would just repeat it. They'd be like, I'm talking about that, and then everyone would start laughing because we knew I was coming. I'm talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about that deep fried, <laughs> that chocolate glaze, that jelly filled. <laughs> if you guys were on acid, I wrote that on acid. But, uh, but it is a true story. <laughs> so anyway, I left with this guy named Spirit, and we went to... We went to Arkansas. Me and Spirit, Spirit took me to Arkansas. Then we started foraging for these things called shiny rocks. People are really into them. And we snuck into this music festival. And we didn't have any money, hence the sneaking in. 
but we had all of these shiny rocks we found on the ground, these quartz crystals, all this magical silica, and people would just be like, here, take my drugs for these shiny rocks, and we'd be like, oh, that's cool, you know, like, here's a beer, all right, cool, we just found these rocks, and then uh, I'm sitting there, and it's like sunrise, and these beautiful Arkansas mountains, when you don't see any of the people, Arkansas is beautiful. <laughs> and the sun was rising. And then he was like, I know. This is the perfect place for DMT. This is the perfect place. Where's the Deemster Ferry? Where is the Deemster Ferry? Spirit needs Deemsters. So some guy walks up and said, did somebody say DMT? I'm like, spirit, you're magical. <laughs> this actually happened. And this guy's like, man, I don't have DMT, no, but what I do have is ayahuasca. And he pulls out this, <laughs> this muddy water in a plastic bottle. <laughs> and spirit's like, ah, show juice. So he's like, he's like but I, I don't have any money, man. How much is it? He's like, 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Well, I got some shiny rocks. And he like pulls out this palette of quartz crystals that we like <laughs> scraped off of the side of a cave, you know? And, he's like, and the guy was like, yeah, yeah. I'll try to do some, some of the ayahuasca for these shiny rocks. So the festival's over, it's the next morning. I'm like drinking ground score beers because people just leave their shit, their things all around. And I'm like, oh, here's a beer. This isn't open. <laughs> here's a beer. This isn't open. And I'm like day drinking. I'm having a good time. I'm like, oh, the showers are open and you don't have to charge anymore. So I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. I had this blind shih tzu. I was a seeing eye human. I'm like, <laughs> and then spirit starts going into the spirit realm, man. He's just like, okay. And then I get out of the shower and this lady's like, ma'am. The festival's over, and you're gonna have to leave. If you're not here out by 7:30, we're gonna call the cops. And your friend over there, the spirit's like, oh. he's too drunk to drive, so you're gonna have to do the driving. And I'm like, don't worry, ma'am, I'll do the driving. I'm super drunk, and I'm like, okay. So I go up to spirit, and I'm like, spirit, and he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're not driving. I'm like, also, yeah, let's just go. <laughs> we get in his car and we're going down the mountain. And he looks at me and he's like, man, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. This is crazy. <laughs> so we coasted down the hill into the refuge that is the Walmart parking lot. And we pass out for like 12 hours. And I wake up, and he's he's tapping on the window, and he's like, Roach, Roach, they call me Roach. He's like, Roach, hey, hey, check it out. You're not going to believe this. You're, I'm talking about that. That kind of reminds me of that deep fry, that jelly fill, covered in spring. He pulls out a bag of deep fried chocolate glazed jelly filled donuts covered in sprinkles. They do exist. They do, they do exist. Oh, man. Cool. <laughs> oh, spirit. I like story time. Here's another story. So I was <laughs> I was like uh like this traveling homeless hippie or whatever. And uh I like first came to San Francisco and I'm like all dirty and I have this backpack and all these kids are like, hey kid, you wanna do some acid with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. But now I'm like live here and I don't look as dirty. And the same kids are like, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? I'm like, that's classism. <laughs> 
And I was sleeping in the park and someone stole my backpack? Like, what were they going to do? Sell my crusty underwear? Because I was going to sell my crusty underwear, dude. He took my hustle. All right, thanks for the time. I'm keeping all the plastic bags. Yeah, that was Rachel Benson. Yay. Yay. She was our last comedian of the night. Thank you guys all for hanging out and being awesome. And uh, no, not today. Well, I didn't book you. So the 7 o'clock show, so it's an open mic from 6 to 6.50. And then it's a booked show from 7 to, like, now so you have to kind of come to like an open mic or something before i book you because no no it's great y yes well you just you just have to you just gotta show up to go up that's how comedy works friends i had a i had a tag off of, i mean jack's here so we might as well give him five i mean we're all sort of like falling apart but if you want it baby you're here so you might as well he gives me the nod. All right, so we have one last comedian here tonight because he's a champion. So please, everybody, like if you can, I, I don't want to ask you to gather closer because you are all so socially distanced so beautifully and you're all wearing your masks just like the city wants us to. And I thank you for that because that's very important. Yay. Yes, everyone, come back out and listen to the jokes of our last comedian. What a joy and wonderment he is, everybody. Jack Ferguson, yay! So um, the little plastic baggies yep. are in there. And you're good. And I'll give you five minutes. Sorry, there aren't people here anymore, but you got it. What's going on, guys? Yay, yeah. Thank you for all of you who felt socially obligated to stay. <laughs> this is an inordinate amount of time to be listening to crazy people. Um, I can only assume that you felt like it'd be awkward if you left. Uh, my name is Jack Ferguson. Uh, spent a lot of time on Instagram, just looking. And I'm tired of people on Instagram who I have seen in front of me throw up into trash cans, posting political advice. It's like, if I have seen you throw up into a trash can, I don't want to know your thoughts on economic policy. Anything you know, I also know. I think that's safe to assume. You know? Anybody have a DUI here? Yay. Yeah? Pam? Usually the comics go wild for that. Oh, okay. Non-comics. Got a DUI. Welcome. You're among friends. Uh, I Here's the thing. I don't have a DUI, but I think I'm getting there. You know? <laughs> Like, here's the thing, they tell you, like, drunk driving is super dangerous and that you shouldn't do it. The thing they don't tell you is that it's super fun and convenient. Um, like, do you like getting fucked up with your friend? <laughs> that's one, that's one, that's one. Do you like getting screwed up with your friends? Yeah? Do you like cruising down the highway? You might like drunk driving, you know? It's just both of those things, you know? I think you should be able to take a drunk, I think you should be able to get a drunk driver's license. Like, just go to the DMV, down a bottle of vodka in front of a government employee, take a driver's test, and if you don't hit any cones, and some people can do that. Some people can successfully navigate while drunk. Then you get a drunk driver's license. You know, a cop pulls you over on the highway. He's like, sir, have you been consuming any drugs or alcohol? You go, hell yeah, I have. 
had about 12 drinks at the bar tonight. Here's my card. It's like, oh, you see, oh, I can see that you're certified to drive with 12 drinks. <laughs> Go on your way, sir. And just swerve off onto the highway. <laughs> it's like another good citizen off into the night. Um, this is something that's probably not going to do well, but do you guys know, like, do you guys know people, you're not supposed to say the word retarded anymore? You're aware of that, right? You're not supposed to say the word retarded. And the reason for that is because it makes being retarded seem like a negative, like a bad thing, you know? But like, isn't being retarded a bad thing? You know? <laughs> like, ah, you know? I mean, like, I kind of knew that was going to be the response. <laughs> But I said it anyway because I think it's funny. And if that's not comedy, I don't know what is, you know? If that's not, yeah, I don't know. I, um, what do you guys think about guns? Let's go to a less controversial topic. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about guns? They're fun. I think guns are fun, too. I don't know why, I don't know why everyone's so against them, you know what I mean? It's like, what did they ever do to you, you know? Um, Here's the thing. Guns are dangerous, right? But the best way to deal, like the only way to, to defend yourself against someone with a gun is to shoot them. That's the only way. Like there was a guy who went into a church in Texas and he tried to shoot up the church and he got one shot off and in 2.8 seconds, he was immediately stopped by a volunteer security guard who shot him from 100 yards away on his first shot. And that guy's a hero, right? He stopped a mass shooter. He was also too ready. Like 2.8 seconds? I didn't realize John Wick was working volunteer security at a Texas church, you know? And yeah, you stopped a mass shooting, but you also became the number one suspect for the next mass shooting. <laughs> like if that guy snaps and loses it, nobody's going to be like, oh, what were the signs? Uh, I don't know. How about the time he domed someone in the house of God without even blinking? You know what I mean? He went on TV the day after, and he was like, I, he shot the guy in the head, and he was like, the reason I shot him in the head was because the rest of his body was blocked by civilians, <laughs> which means that at 100 yards, with 2.8 seconds to aim, he had six inches, he was six inches away from hitting Betty who brings baked goods every week, <laughs> and he still took the shot, you know? And that's Texas confidence for you. You know, that's a shot that fictional snipers in movies don't take. It was funny, too, because it's like, what, what kind of nerve do you have to have to try and shoot up a Texas church? That's the number one place where people have guns. You can, there's a video, and you can see the video, that when the first shot goes off, nobody's even concerned. They're like, what the hell is this guy? Like, who, who, who is this idiot trying to shoot up? The, no, don't worry. Roy's got him. Roy's got him. Don't worry. Anyways, my name is Jack Ferguson. Thank you for staying this whole goddamn time. Uh, good night. Have a good night. Jack Ferguson, everyone. Hey, that ends our show tonight. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to collect all the chairs. Thanks for being socially distanced. Thanks for wearing masks. You're all so wonderful and clean. I mean, I don't know if you're clean or not. All right. Uh, hey, that's the end of the show. Really appreciate you being awesome, being here. Uh, you can donate to Mutiny Radio by our... Venmo is Mutiny Radio, all one word, or you can just give me money, and that makes me happy, too. Yay, good night.
And I remember being like, what? That's insane. Because the cameraman's like, I don't even see it. Why don't we just get rid of it? Right. And I was like, that's not how, that's not reality. Not, this is bullshit. See? Click. He clicked it. Oh, you can. Not yet, my friends. Please. This is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us. And especially us here at Mutiny Radio, we have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size. Please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo, Mutiny Radio, all one word, just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio. Go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. We are deep into the happy hour. We're a couple minutes in. We've got some comedians 
that are all together outside, socially distanced, together in spirit, not actually in practice, just in spirit. Please remember that happy hour open mic is a clean mic because we're projecting onto the street at 21st in Florida. And although we have a permit from the city that says, heck yeah, go ahead and do that. We have neighbors and they have children and they don't want to hear our terrible F swears in their delicate ears. So it's not that hard not to swear, I promise. So please, 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 please do your best. Also, uh, we are here for safety. We've got all the safety. Um, a lot of comedians have their own mic condoms. I have mine in my pocket. If you did not bring your own microphone or your own mic condom, by the door there are purple gloves, and I invite you to take one of those purple gloves and use it as a condom, a five-fingered condom, over the mouth of that microphone. It, don't worry, it doesn't dampen the sound too much. All right, also there is a bucket over there for donations because, boy, do we need it. Um, COVID was really tough on Mutiny Radio, and somehow I kept it alive. So, I don't know. My parents don't think I'm a genius, but uh, whatever. I did it. Yay, me. Okay, I'm going to come around, do a couple jokes. We're going to get this thing started. Clap your tushies. Yay, clap, clap, clap. Here comes the pitch, and it comes in wide. Fresh mic condom. Fresh condom on the mic. How is that first sound-wise? Everybody can hear? Need to be a little louder? It's good? All right. Hey, here we are on the street. Hey, how you doing? Comedy on the street. Good times. Uh, yeah. Hey, new guys, new girls. That's exciting stuff. That this this first name can't be a real name. Sometimes when you look at names on the list and you're like, that's that's a stage name. You can't be a real. I'm gonna look at your ID after, because I don't believe it. I also don't believe. Okay, no, it, I can hear it. You know how, like, when you talk into microphones so much, you don't know if you can hear yourself on the speakers or not? That's what's happening to me. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the night. Hi, guys. You look like you're 17. I know that the mask is weird, but show me that pretty mouth. Are you? How old are you? I was 18. I was a year off. See, if you were young, one year younger, that would have been really inappropriate. But this, in this case, no problem. 18, yeah. No, it's, how did you hear about it, young man? He told you. All right. Well, cool. You're not Ian, though. You're not Ian Langlands. I can't tell. Everybody looks the same with masks on at this point. I'm like, I'm supposed to know everybody from their eyes. I was walking down the street, and a, and a gentleman, he's like, Pam, Pam. I'm like, I'm not going to, I can't tell who you are. With the, It's just going to be even more awkward than it usually is. Cool. I don't remember anybody's names ever. That's why you wrote them down on this wonderful list. I'm so lucky. Uh, all right, so I'm going to, when I come out, I'll bring out the little horn and a little timer. When you hear the horn, it'll go, wow, wow. Uh, that means you have a minute. So uh, that's how that works. Uh, don't, it ain't, ain't no nation like a donation. Uh, hook us up. That would be cool. Uh, also, please remember, this is a clean mic because of our neighbors, so no F swears. You can say flip. You can say 
yeah, darn. I mean, whatever. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't get don't get too nervous about it. It's it's not that tough. Uh, all right. Your first comedian of the night has an amazing name. Put your hands together, everybody, for Johnny Casino. I haven't felt safe since the 90s. All right, everybody. How you doing? You having fun, San Francisco? Wonderful 21st in Florida. Raise your hands. Are you from San Francisco? Anyone? Who is anymore? It's just a visiting state, right? I, I guess I'm the, the bullet sound check guy. Anyway, yeah, my name really is Johnny Casino. I know that might astonish some of you. Um, not me so much. I'm the third. There was two before me, and uh, my family's unoriginal, so they couldn't come up with a new name. Anyway, yeah, I'm a comedian. I live in Sacra Sacramento. I, I, what is this, Sacagawea? I live in Sacagawea. Right now. Right. Yeah. Well, I was trying to not be in front of the speaker when that happened. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is already better than my last set when a brawl broke out. But that's fun. Um, San Francisco, I don't really visit here often. I used to come here every week to do shows. And then um, two years ago, I just sort of, I don't know. I dried up. The town drove. It's better behind the speakers. Safer back here. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There's the sweet spot right there. <laughs> the doorway is the sweet spot. Welcome, welcome, come on in. Comedy across the street, come on over. All right, so um, you guys, there's a lot of different things that go on in life, right? You guys travel, you date, all that stuff. It's just going to keep doing that. I just don't know why. It's never been a problem before. I just don't know what's going on. All right, that's no problem. I'll talk through it. Pain. I'm in a lot of pain right now. It's been a long time since I tried to do comedy again. So, um, just gonna keep getting distracted by that. Um, I am. Um, I'm happily in a relationship now, and it took a while, and there was a lot of uh, dating scenes kind of crazy now. We've all heard dating app jokes, so I'm not really going to shove those down your throat right now, but um, I had to use dating apps because people don't meet each other naturally anymore. So I go to um, go on a couple different ones. You go on a bunch of dates. I really found that this to be a constant, though. Really all dating is is a, a really elaborate roommate search. All you really find, you're, you're looking for someone who's going to match um, your style, your cleaning schedule, and hopefully um, has a larger mattress than you do. Uh, I also think that mostly what's happening when people come over to your house for that first time they visit you is they're just uh, evaluating where you live. They're 
look at your uh, windows. You're like, ooh, okay, you have curtains. That's a plus. A dishwasher? Nice. Nice. And a laundry machine. Cool. When can I move in? I, I have my own dating app idea now because of that. Because that's the way it always seems. People checking out your amenities. I want a dating app that just connects those with a washer and dryer with those that don't have one. Call it Tumble. Yeah, it's, it's dry humor. Just let it whirl around your head for a while. I'm just trying to give you my all here. Such a change in the tide. <laughs> really feeling washed up here. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was out dating, I met a couple of weird women, and um, they kind of shocked me in a little way. Uh, there was this one person I went out with. Things were going well, and we went to her house. When I went to her house for the first time, we arrived, and first thing I did is I checked the front lawn, no children's toys, good, <laughs> not ready to be a dad, uh, we get to her door though, right, she opens the door, and I'm just hit with this funk, just hits me right in the face, just bam, I wish masks were th around then, and it stank really bad, I was like, oh my god, I realized what it was, this woman's a hoarder, you guys know what hoarders are like, right, uh, you've seen the show, you maybe are one, um, but she wasn't a hoarder of, like, goods, she was a hoarder of sugar gliders. You guys know what those are? Yes. Well, she had about 15 of them. And as soon as we walked in the door, they just started whipping around, because they fly. If you don't know what a sugar glider is, it's a little tiny squirrel that flies. And as they fly, they'll piss and shit wherever they want to go. Sorry for the cuss. That was unavoidable. But there's plenty of it on the streets, so we're cool. Um, yeah, the little sugar gliders, one of them lands right on my shoulder, right? I'm like, ugh. She's like, oh, do you like my little friends? I was like, uh, not really, but I want to get laid, so <laughs> yeah, I love them. Um, and then this is, the fu this is the best part. She produced a grape from her person to feed it. We were out for four hours. We didn't go buy grapes. Where did the grapes come from? She just had them on her the whole time. She's here you go. It feeds the little guy on me. And then it flies off into the wild of her house. And then she, at this point, I'm already like, I don't want to be here. This is kind of gross. And uh, so I say, hey, uh, I think I want to go. She's like, no, 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 why don't you come in the bedroom? And I'm like, you know, I need to get laid. Okay, fine. So I go to her bedroom, and the cage for those circle gliders is in the bedroom. It takes up half of the bedroom. And it's like the epicenter of where the smell's coming from, too. So that's really pody. And uh, I was really, really worried about, like, what I, if I was gonna, how do I leave? What do I do? And then she's like, you want to get on the bed? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> so we start fooling around, and then I hear her door open, right? And then she starts panicking. Oh, no, no. I got to uh, – we stop. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She's like, my mom's home. I was like, oh, don't be embarrassed. And she said, no, no, no. I'm not embarrassed that someone's here. I I'm embarrassed that you're a comedian. <laughs> anyway, that was a joke. Pam gave me the honk. Yeah? <laughs> You want me to wait for you to come no, come back? Come on by me. I'll be in the corner while I talk to you guys. Well, no, that was your minute left. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, we're good. All right. You co-host? Uh, I'm next. I'm okay. Yeah, I I want to get those for later for myself. All right. We'll just. Uh, all right. What's your name, sir? Hunter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give your 
hands a clapping exercise for Mr. Hunter. Fuck yes, people. Please take off your condom. Take off your condom, sir. I don't want your sloppy seconds. Thank you very much. How are we doing, guys? Four minutes. Four minutes? Got it, Pam. I'm doing fucking great. I am. I just got a job, finally. Yay, me. Bad news is my dad's my boss. Yeah, you ever like your father as a boss? Let me tell you, it's like, you ever been fired and grounded on the same day? Yeah, it's not fucking okay. You know, you get fired and then you get sent to your room. It's not okay, dude. It's not. It sucks. But yeah, I still got a job. That's all for that. I, um, I'm really happy I got the job because I haven't done shit during COVID. Uh, the most productive thing I've done this past year is get a new couch. So pretty much all I did was find a more comfortable place to rest my depression. You know, worst part about that, I didn't even buy the couch. It was my best friend's couch. He broke up with his girlfriend, took all the fucking furniture. Oh, that's my one. All right. It took all the took all the furniture. All right. So pretty much, I just the the place that the thing that brings me the most joy in life right now is built upon the sadness and desperation of other people. It's horrible. You ever fart on failure? It's amazing. Sounds exactly like leather. It's great though, guys. A little bit about me. My name is Hunter Uniac. My dad's a current meth addict. My mom's a former cokehead. And I'm a raging alcoholic, which is my parents have to be proud of me. You know? That's fun. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah? Cool. Cool. My girlfriend broke up with me recently. That kind of sucks. I, mean, I don't know why she broke up with me. I treated her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. I never believed in her. When I met this girl, uh, the first I found she was a raver because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom. We broke it before we used it. <laughs> before I met this girl, I was only sleeping with single mothers. Didn't happen on purpose. Just kind of happened. But you know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. They're amazing. One time, this woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot. And I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. I love that joke, guys. I do. Are you guys going to vote? Nice, nice. A little fun fact about uh, California law of, uh, voting laws. If you have a job, you get two hours paid break to go and vote. You can leave your job and say, like, hey, I need to go and vote. Two hours paid break. I worked two jobs last year. You know what I did last election? I worked two jobs. I told my first boss, hey, I need two hours paid break to go and vote. Then I went to my second job, called my second job. I was like, hey, I need two hours paid break to go and vote. Neither job knew about the other job. But both jobs definitely didn't know I mailed my ballot in 10 days ago. Yeah. Yes. I love democracy. I was sitting on my couch stoned. It was great. It was great. <sighs> Who here likes drinking? Yay. Nice. Nice. Little fun fact about drinking. The only way you can have clean drinking water up until the year 1820 was if uh, alcohol was in it. That means everybody up until the year 1820 was blacked out drunk. That's amazing. America was founded in 1776. That means the founding fathers of this great country were blacked out drunk signing the Declaration of Independence. Checks out? It does. I was high on Adderall last night researching this. <laughs> I wasn't. This is an old joke. No, but seriously, like, it's amazing. Benjamin Franklin, the greatest mind of his time. He wrote our Constitution. He invented the stove. How did he discover electricity? 
Anybody know? He flew a kite into a thunderstorm at 3 in the morning. That's not a man of science. That's a drunk man flying a kite into a thunderstorm at 3 in the morning. That's why now we have this theory that Jesus Christ was the only sober man up until that time period. Do you guys know the story in the Bible where he fed like 5,000 people with three fish, a couple of loaves of bread? No, you're all going to hell? That's okay. Me too. But he fed 5,000 people with three fish. It says so in the Bible where it happened next to you. Do you guys remember? It happened next to a river. <laughs> that means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. <laughs> Jesus says, take my hand, and I shall guide you into the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk apostle friends home at 4 in the morning. I can see him pacing up and down the streets of biblical Bethlehem just going, Judas! Jesus Christ, Judas. I swear to God, you're going to be the death of me one of these days. We're all going to hell. I'll meet you there. That's my time. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Hunter Uniac, everyone. Hunter Uniac, yes. Jesus jokes like a professional. Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20:22, 20, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. I'll tell you right, right out the gate. That's absolutely true. Uh, your next comedian, I believe she likes to get stoned too. Uh, you're gonna enjoy her very much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Alessandra! Yay! You guys, huh? How are you? How are you doing? I want to show you my new mask. It's uh, specifically a mask for all the Karens that ask you to. You see this mask? You understand? So if somebody asks, ma'am, can you please pull your mask over the nose? And I'm like, of course, ma'am, are you right away? All right. So that's my Karen mask. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed. It come from a painting of mine. I actually painted it, and then I printed on a thing. It's so self-made. <laughs> so cool. Anyway, lately I, I find out lately that I am um, all my young friends' uh, favorite porn fetish, the stepmom. I don't know if you heard that. That's one of the most searched step fetish, whatever. <laughs> Porn fetish, yes, it's one of the most, do you, do you agree on that? I don't, I, because I don't search for that f f porn, actually, but I heard of it, I'm like, wow, so you agree, wow, okay. And then I hear all those like hypocrites singing, and I'm like, but no, you can't have sex with younger men because you could be their mom. I'm like, but that's the whole point. That's exactly the point. Otherwise, I wouldn't be the stepmom making porn, so don't think, don't care. That one, no thanks, um, you know. And you know what I say when it comes with uh, younger men? What I'm saying is that age different. I'm like, yeah, what is that? That means that the bigger the boner, the smaller the age different counts, right? Anyway, <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> yeah. And anybody happy about the apocalypse? But we get, you know, we won't even notice about because we're all on our phone 24-7, almost. So we can't even realize that it's happening. We realize it's through the phone, but 
you know, if it really happened, like a big boom, if we won't like, oh yeah, we can catch it on camera though. <laughs> you have one of those friends that is like happy actually that is all going to boop boop. <laughs> right? One of those friends that is like, yes, that's great. We're all going to live like Mad Max. I'm like, you're such an idiot. Where are you going to get your weed? How are you going to watch your porn? I'm like, excuse me. You know, that's not going to be porn. How are we going to eat? We're going to have to like sell body parts or trade body parts from like dead people we find on the street. We go to the black market. We're like, hey, Joe, how are you doing today? Hey, can I give you a head for that piece of ass over there? Okay, are you gonna charge me an arm and a leg like last week? I mean, come on, come on, serious, serious. Uh, you know, so I like, um, and my friend would be like, yeah, that would be cannibal porn. I'm like, yeah, sure, cannibal porn, you know. Um, there is an ad that I did with Pam here at the radio and says exactly this. I'm Italian, everybody. And we brought you lots of good things. Food, uh, great pizza, great uh, music, opera, all those things. We brought you also fascism with Mussolini. Didn't we? We brought you fascism with Mussolini. And then we brought you before that the Roman, you know. So if you thought that you live in a fascist country, actually you're getting there because you have always been living in this fake democracy and freedom to be enslaved to the, you know, to the corporate bank, whatever world. The world of war, the world of endless artificial intelligence, all those worlds that we have, so be free. We're all free to be enslaved. Yeah, and that was my time, you guys. Bye-bye. And here for Pam Benjamin. Too real, too soon, yeah. You're all enslaved, yay. The patriarchy is real. That's exciting. <laughs> you were uh, you were talking about porn there for a second, and it's true. A lot of guys say I give off a serious mom vibe, uh -huh. and I say, what about a stepmom vibe? Because I know what you guys are looking for yeah. on your search yeah. engines. That's right. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been looking for a guy with an edible complex, because I make the best <laughs> weed food in town. I tell you what, I hope he has an edible complex because. That is a smart joke. Your next comedian. I think she's from out of town. Put your hands together, everybody, for Liz Randall. Yay! Yay! It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, hi, I'm Liz. Um, I feel like I'm the female recovered version of Hunter. Just, you know, from what I hear, lots of similarities. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, anyways, my mother loves the saying that she's a bleeding heart liberal Democrat. I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit closeted Republican to me. The don't tread on me sticker on the back of her lifted forerunner says differently. Um, speaking of mommy issues, I just started therapy pretty great. Um, it's difficult to get there, though. It's difficult to start therapy. It's kind of like when you break your leg when you don't have health insurance. Like, you're kind of just sitting there like, ooh, 
It's just sprained. It's fine. It'll heal. No, Jerry, your the bone is sticking out of your leg. We need to take you to the ER immediately. It's like when you cut your hand open and it's just like, I'll just run some cold water on it. It's fine. Like I'll put a bandaid on it. No, that's a huge gaping wound and we really need to put stitches in it. Same with my uh, trauma growing up. So I guess it's the same. Oh, I heard whispers in my ear. I got a little startled there. Sorry. Um, but what's great is that my therapist doesn't laugh at my jokes. Like that's how I heal, right? So I guess you could say my copay is actually paying for me to be a stronger comedian. Um, I actually just turned 28 and I actually wrote this joke when I was 27. The only difference between now and then is that um, when I sneeze, I get scared. Like, did I hurt something? Did I pull a muscle? Is it gonna ruin my month? You know what I mean? But being 28 is a weird age, right? When you're 21, you're bright-eyed, you're ready for a party, you can do anything you want, you never get hurt, you're invincible. When you're 28, it's just, it's, I don't even know how to use LinkedIn, okay? I don't even know how to find a proper job, okay? When you're 21, you can, you know, drop out of college, you're discovering yourself, you're trying to find yourself, right? When you're 28, community college is rejecting you. They really want you to get your life together by now, guys. When you're 21, you can go to a club and, you know, fool around with a hot bartender in the bathroom. It's considered cute, it's considered sexy. When you're 28, think about this, okay? That bartender is seven years older, and by this point, he's been demoted down to barback, okay? And, you know, you're not making eye contact, you need this to hurry up, because, you know, my bumble date's showing up in an hour, and we really have to speed this up, all right? And you know, I think about what 30 it's gonna be like for me 10 years from now, and all I can imagine is this. I'm at my kid's little league game. I had a son, I'm not gonna have a girl because I don't wanna put that type of trauma on you. But I have split custody with the bar back, and we start fooling around in the porta potty, right? And the moral of the story is, is that the bathroom sex just keeps getting crappier and crappier and crappier the older that you get. I'm gonna leave you with this, okay? I want you to think about this. Bad boyfriends and girlfriends are like houseplants, okay? Yeah. Right? Um, they're, they look nice, they're beautiful, but they're not doing anything for you. <laughs> that fern that I bought at Target last week isn't going to tell me that I'm the most beautiful woman he has ever seen in his life. That air plant that I have hanging in my bedroom that's a little bit dusty, a little bit scared, isn't gonna buy me tampons anytime soon. <laughs> and that dead orchid on my desk at work isn't going to cuddle me after sex. Why would I have sex with an orchid? Don't ask. But one thing that I do know that a houseplant won't do, that a crappy boyfriend will do, is cheat on me with my cousin over the weekend. One thing that a houseplant won't do is steal my credit card for foot fetish porn. Which doesn't make sense because you can get that for free online. Am I correct? <laughs> Anyways, that's my time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Liz Randall, everyone. Yay! Liz Randall, that was lovely. I feel like I'm so much closer to you now. Yay! Uh, I realized recently that no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking.
So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, <laughs> which is so much more healthy. You know what I mean? You know? I'm going to go in and get a cigarette during our next comedian's set. And just get it. I'm going to walk out in front of you. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing before I do it because I like to ask permission rather than beg forgiveness. But I do love to smoke. And what I realized, I used to, I used to really worry about where I blew my smoke. But now your kid is wearing a mask. So I don't care. I'm blowing the smoking wherever I want. Uh, your next comedian, she's smoking hot. I just wanted to use, I'm just, you know, practicing my, I don't actually know you, but you are really pretty. Uh, but I also don't want to like, I don't want to like be the, I don't want to sexualize you and be the patriarchy. I'm like, be the change you want to see in the world. Stop being the patriarchy. She is, she's really, are you smiling though? She's so much prettier when she smiles, you know? Put your hands together for Morgan Anderson, yay! I'm kidding about the smiling thing, she's really pretty. <laughs>
All the videos are two and a half minutes long. The woman doesn't come, and she ends up going home alone to masturbate. Yeah, it's a, it's a hero's journey, really. Um, I was also reading that women tend to date men that resemble their fathers, uh, which would totally make sense as to why I'm so into necrophilia. <laughs> My dad's not dead, though, really. He's just said to me. Um, I don't understand why men want to fold me up during sex. Are you trying to make me physically and emotionally smaller? I feel like I'm just lying there with my legs behind my head. I feel like a U.S. gymnast at a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how heavy of a sleeper I was until the woman in the apartment next to me got stabbed to death. Um, based on how many CAPTCHA tests I failed, I'm really starting to believe that I am a robot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they should have robots make the test to decide what is and is not a robot. Like, find the crosswalk. Apparently the sign on the crosswalk isn't actually a part of the crosswalk, and a Vespa is a motorcycle? No, I don't think so. I feel, like, I feel like they should ask questions that only humans would know the answer to. Like, what is love? Although I'd probably fail that too, so <laughs> whatever. Um, how much time do I have? Okay. Um, so I'm in my 30s and uh, I started getting laser hair removal down here. And what they don't tell you is that it doesn't fall out all at once. So for the last eight months, it's been falling out bit by bit. Yeah. <laughs> My vagina looks like it has cancer. I'm thinking about getting it a little scarf so it doesn't feel so insecure. It kind of looks like one of those homeless dogs Sarah McLaughlin's been trying to sell forever. Every time I take my clothes off and look down, all I hear is in the arms of the angels. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. Keep it going for Morgan Anderson, yay! Yay, and then yay! When you get old, you get uh, actually gray pubes, and then, oh, yeah, and then it gets real. <laughs> then it gets real. I have such a shock of gray pubes. It, it's like, um, it's like I'm that 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 character. That what's her name? Who reads comic books? You do. You're 18. Come on now. The one with the stripe in her hair because she touched something rogue. Yeah, I'm like rogue. <sighs> rogue agent. Just a big shock. Cool. I thought you would read. Are you more of a manga fan? Run, ma. No. I'm just trying to stereotype because I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm really excited for your next comedian because he's young and we are an all ages place because we're outside and we've always been all ages because, you know, we're just a radio station. Uh, I'm super excited that he's here. Uh, please give it up for new comedian Jeffrey Chen. Yay! There's the condiment there. I've never had sex before, so uh, <laughs> just like for my first time having sex, I'm going to be reading a manual. Do you guys remember that uh, phase you had as a little kid where you wanted to have this one job, like firefighter or a truck driver or president? So I had a brief phase where I wanted to be a white supremacist, which 
looking back at it now, is moronic. As you know, clearly, you can both be a white supremacist and a president at the same time. It was the early uh, 2000s, I was seven or eight years old, and back then I lived in Illinois, where our economy was primarily based upon cows, corn, and undiagnosed clinical depression. And I had a soccer game at a, a pretty rural area, so my parents dropped me off and I asked, Mom, Dad, can you watch my soccer game? And they laughed and drove off. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need therapy when I grow up, but this is fine. So I'm walking to the soccer game, but then I hear some cheering. So I changed directions to follow the sounds and it's a parade. Dozens of people were marching down the street, people carrying American flags, people cheering, people in long flowing white robes with white pointy hats. I remember thinking, it's August, isn't it a little early for Halloween? And it was quite an odd parade. Some of them are raising their right arm 45 degrees into the air, you know, to block the sun from getting into their eyes. But what really caught my attention were the signs they were holding. And the biggest one was a sign that said, in big scrawling words, white power. And I was like, yes, I too support renewable energy. And one of the marchers goes up to where I am, and he's passing out candy and pamphlets which say to join the Ku Klux Klan, and he's giving it to kids and parents, and he reaches me, and then he completely ignores me. And I'm telling you, I was devastated. I did not see that coming. I'm Asian. The only place I should be rejected from is Harvard and my family's dining room table. So I leave the parade, and I was like, they're wearing cool costumes, there are dragons and wizards, I gotta find a way to join. So I play my soccer game, we get crushed 14 to zero. I get home and I hop on my computer, wait 30 minutes for it to boot up because I'm using Windows XP, and then do some searching. And the thing about looking up the Ku Klux Klan is that you only have to type in the same three letters, but I forgot which letter it was. So I go down the entire alphabet, like AAA, no, BBB, no, CCC. I felt like a six-year-old who failed kindergarten due to, due to a crippling meth addiction. Uh, 11 tries later, I get on the KKK website. I wait 20 minutes for it to load because I was using Windows XP. And then, and then the website loads. And I look at it for the first time and I feel shocked. It's absolutely disgusting. The web design was complete shit. <laughs> there were shitty JPEG images all over the place, and you know that when you're trying to drag an image onto like a Word document, it just like explodes? Yeah, that was the entire KKK website. The text was all warped around images of clan members. Basically, they segregated the images of white people from the text, which was black. It was a real clusterfuck, and that's the only time I can swear, right? Okay, thank you. Okay, seriously, what is the deal with hate groups and shitty sex, sh shitty graphic design? Like, you never see someone who's openly racist and also good at art. My favorite thing in the world is when some racist dude or neo-Nazi spray paints in swastika, but it's all wrong. Like, the lines are all messed up and at the wrong angle, like an octopus had sex with a multiplication sign. I guess they like Hitler so much that they also want to be bad at uh, art. But I'm not here to critique their, like, crappy web design. I'm just there to set up, sign up. You know, it's 2008. It's not like they had Squarespace or anything. Like, uh, this racism was brought to you by Squarespace. Use code white supremacy for 15% off. So I find the requirements to join, and I'm thinking, do I have to audition or something to get in? I mean, I can wiggle my ears, and I'm seven years old, so I can play a useless piece of shit, which I think the KKK is very familiar with playing. But I read the requirements, and it's just two sentences. It says, the first one says, we, we are here for the white race, blah, blah, blah. And the next one says in big, bold letters, no Jews, no Catholics, no blacks, no Mexicans, and no Asians. And I was offended. I mean, it was racist, but that wasn't really it. It's because I'm an American. In America, we're free to make choices. Now, did I want to join the KKK? No. But did I want the option to join the KKK? You can bet your star-spangled ass that I did. 
And honestly, not taking people's money who aren't white Protestants is a pretty shit business strategy. Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I can't contribute to your cause. For instance, I'm pretty good with coming up with taglines, which the KKK really needs a new one. Their current slogan is, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. And that's boring as shit. Here's a better one. The Ku Klux Klan. We, why be wrong when you can be what? I no longer want to be a white supremacist, now I actually want to be a comedian, which my parents might actually be worse. But I log up the computer, it takes uh, 15 minutes to close because I'm using Windows XP. Then I hear my dad. He goes up to me and he asks, how was the soccer game? And I tell him, it was okay, KK. Thank you, I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Chen, yay! What a what a what a beautiful monologue you had. I can't wait till you memorize it. Yay! No, it really is. You're very funny, and that was really good writing. It was a really good piece of writing. Really good political satire. I enjoyed it very much. You should send it in to Stephen Colbert or something. Does he still do shows? I don't know how that works, but I enjoyed that very much. Yay! I have a. I didn't wear my jacket tonight that says F Trump on it, but. I like to wear that sometimes, too. Your next comedian, he's another young man. I'm so glad he's here. He's pretty new as well. Put your hands together, everybody, for Donald Toggart. Yay! There's condoms and stuff. Yay! Is this right? Okay. My name's Donalds. I'm 18, and uh, I'm working on improving myself. Can you hear me now? Okay, thank you. So yeah, my name's Donald Taggart. I'm 18, and I'm working on improving myself. So there's a lot of work to be done. Um, one of the little things I've done is uh, I've set up my Instagram to alert me when I've been on the app for at least 15 minutes that day. So now I get a friendly reminder that I'm wasting my life away whenever... It's 12.15 a.m. in the morning. And uh, the other problem with staring at my phone screen late at night is that I don't have my eyes on the road. And uh, it's probably wrong for me to make that joke because uh, my parents actually passed away in a car accident when I was six. Um, they were both drunk, and to be honest, it was their fault considering they made me the designated driver. But uh, don't worry, they're not dead. Uh, I got them home safely. Um, but it's interesting, though, that video games are the only ones blamed for having a bad influence on teens. Because I think... Sorry. No worries. Because I think uh, Mario Kart actually affected my ability to drive. Um, one time, in real life, I was shooting down an alley as a shortcut, and I saw a cardboard box in the middle of that alley. And I was like, oh, I'll run it over, because in like Mario Kart, that's how you get the power-ups. And um, inside that cardboard box, there wasn't any... Um, mushrooms or there wasn't any turtle shells but there was a homeless woman living inside um so the police showed up and uh they seemed mad so they asked if i killed the woman living in the box and um i told them well i don't think she's living in there anymore but they asked if i killed this homeless woman in her home which that statement doesn't make a lot of sense um but the whole situation seemed kind of suspicious. And they asked uh, why I was driving down an alley that late at night. So I told them the honest truth and I said I was looking for mushrooms. Um, 
they seemed concerned, so they said, uh, the hallucinogenic ones, and I was like, no, 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 no. The big red ones with the eyes that make you go faster. And then they arrested me, so. On a different note, I wanted to tell my crush that I liked them, but I didn't want to come out of the closet at the time because I didn't want her to find out that I snuck into her room. Thank you. Yeah. I'm actually straight, and my type tends to be four-year-old bitches, but that's not pedophilia because in dog years they're 28. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I hope everyone's doing well, but probably not, considering this is mostly people doing stand-up. A good half of us probably have some serious mental issues. Um, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, because if you're doing stand-up, you're probably trying to cope with something. A comedian without mental health issues is kind of like a sex worker who has had a good home life. Um, I have good coping skills for when I'm sad, though. I've noticed when I'm sad, exercise really helps. Whenever I feel distressed, I go jump on a trampoline. I actually found a really good one right under the Golden Gate Bridge. And, um, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, yeah. My therapist, they're great, though. But sometimes I feel like they ask me questions that they should already know the answers to. Mine asked, uh, Donald, how hard is it for you to find a, someone to have a conversation with? And I told them and reminded them that I have to pay them $60 an hour. And they also asked if I was dealing with any relentless nagging thoughts. And I said, yeah, my girlfriend. And they didn't really think that was an appropriate thing to say during couples therapy. And apparently neither did my ex. All right, so all my material has been pretty depressing and edgy so far, so I'm gonna lighten it up a bit. Now? Yep. Oh yeah, I heard it, yeah. What is white, black, and red all over? A truck mowing through a BLM protest? It was dark. Thank you. Take this off. Donald Tugger, yay! Hey, the way you use a microphone is you put it up next to your mouth. Yay! No, it's okay. You're new. You're super new. You'll learn all of these things very soon. One of them is everyone has to hear you to hear your beautiful, wonderful writing. Because I know there were jokes in there because I could tell that you wrote them because you were reading it off your phone. So that's how I could tell. I'm not, I'm just making fun of you a little, but it's okay. No, I, <laughs> joke workshop is on Monday. It's at six o'clock and um, you get to learn all of these things. And then we're, we give four minutes and you get four minutes of comments by your comedian peers and stuff and it's funny you're cracking up because it's but it's true though but it's hard they're 18 it's the first time they've ever used a microphone not everybody has a microphone tattooed on their arm you know what you want to know the best you want to know the best thing you'll never be able to do it again but karaoke is the best way to pack practice comedy you ever want to learn how to use a microphone learn how to sing into it problem is we can't do karaoke anymore because we're not allowed to use bah, you can't we're not allowed 
Even if you bring your own microphone, I'm like, can we sit? Can I get in a glass room and sing karaoke so I can feel good about myself? Because this comedy thing isn't doing it. It is. It's doing it just fine. Uh, your last comedian in the open mic before we get in. I hope you all stay for the for the 7 o'clock show, which would be great. There's a donation bucket over here, too, because boy, do I need money. <laughs> uh, being a socialist. I'm a socialist living in a capitalist economy. Man, did I love that unemployment stuff. God bless California. Without the unemployment that I finally am going to be getting, this place would have died. So thank you, California. Yay. I've lived here my whole life and you're helping me. I love the sun and the sky. I will never move to Canada. I promise. I'm not going to gentrify that nation. All right. You're a last comedian of the open mic. Put your hands together. It's Brady. Yay. Um, condoms are back there. He's familiar with condoms. <laughs> COVID makes us all so thirsty, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, it's so hot. It's so exciting. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me now? Is it clear? Hi. Um, my name is Brady, as you know. Um, there seems to be a lot of discussion today about age. Um, you know, young or old. I happen to be old now. It's very exciting. Um, I just turned 50. Yes, I did, you know, and this bitch has survived AIDS and COVID so far, so let's keep this going. Um, and so, you know, like I, you know, I've been around for a long time, and I happened to grow up in the 70s, and some of you may not remember the 70s, but I do vividly. And with a name like Brady, which is pretty special, it sounds kind of rare now, but it's even better then, because that's when we had the show called The Brady Bunch. Yes. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that show? Okay, and you know how nice kids are on the playground? You know how they are? How sweet they can be? So they follow me around the playground all the time. Hey, Brady. Tell me what on the Brady Bunch today, Brady. What happened today? And for months this went on. I'm like eight. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What the f going on? And so I turned around and said, so do you really want to know? And they're like, yeah, tell me. I said, okay. And I told them how Alice liked her meat. What was going on with Mike and Greg in the Johnny Bravo Lounge? And what really went down in the doghouse with Kitty Carriol Tiger and Cindy. I made a lot of friends that year. <laughs> a lot of friends. Um, and moving to now, like, I keep thinking about, like, we're, be we're being uh, pushed away from each other. Like, we find, like, there's nothing in common. Like, I keep thinking to my to straight guys, they're like, you know, you faggot, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. We have nothing in common. We, we have nothing in common. You're just a kind of fact. Like, gentlemen, I know you, but we have all one thing in common. And if, if I'm not right, it's... We all like to put it in something, don't we, gentlemen? <laughs> right? Isn't that what we all love to do, every single guy? So think about that. Every guy you're looking at wants to stick it in something. All right? And we all have the same thing. We're like, when you wake up in the morning, you're going, oh, my God. Where did I put it? Where was it? What did I stick it in? Is that guacamole? <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. What did I bring home? Is it a disease? Do I have to go? And now we know we have to get tested, right? But the other thing that brings us together is like the COVID sex things. Now we all have to use glory holes. <laughs> now we all have to take it from behind. Right? Have you see? No, seriously. In New York, right? The COVID is the great equalizer. Right? We now ha we all have to sex behind doors, behind plexiglass. If we survive AIDS, we're used to that. Right? But now we're like, yeah. Um, 
What else do I have here? Da da da. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. Um. So yeah, I think that's all I have right now. Okay. Thank you. No honks. Brady with a hot three, yes! Brady is, is one of the COVID prodigies. He came here because he was like, I don't know what to do with my life, and we were doing outdoor shows, and he's like, I could do this. I think I was built for this, and I was like, yes, you are! And now he just did a hot three, so clap it up again for Brady, yay! I have pictures from you last week, or the week before, and they're super cute, but we're not friends on Facebook or whatever, which is weird. Oh, we have to fix that. All right. Uh, the other thing we have to fix is I'm going to put some lights up for uh, the show show. There's uh, a bucket here if you want to donate. That's super awesome. And we're going to start the show show in a few minutes. Uh, this was an open mic, and that's so great. And thank you all for coming because I usually book the show show based on who comes to the open mic and all that stuff. But we have more open mics at Mutiny Radio. We have Mondays, like I said, Joke Workshop. Please come out for that. Tomorrow we have a special show at 6 o'clock. It's a silly little birthday show for me. Yay. Um, but we're going to hang out for a couple minutes, stick around, and we're going to be back with more comedy here on Mutiny Radio. Yay. Maybe like if you focus it a little bit more this direction. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so lights are good.
smoking in the easy chair On a fancy garb without a care
We're adding comedy here in a little bit, guys. You want to drop off your laundry and come back. Do comedy here.
Hey, someone just stole my phone, so if anybody can call my phone, 760-716-3865, and please ask them to bring my phone back because I really need that phone. Whoever just stole my phone, please bring it back. 760-716-3865. This just became a fundraiser. sucks that sucks so much that's like so much suck like I'm sorry you guys I just the phone is my <sighs> hey my phone was just stolen everybody call it seven six it's a Samsung that someone gave me and it's it's a dumb phone it doesn't actually connect to anything and there's nothing on it it's such a loss for whoever took it because it doesn't even have a plan I'm on a go phone with AT&T and <sighs> yeah, they turned it off right away. They stole my phone. I am so dumb. I am so, so dumb. Okay, I can't even tell jokes. I'm sorry. I'm just like super, it's, it's fine. It's karma. Like all these great things just happened to me. Like, yay, we got a permit so we can be out here f legally with these chairs. Yay, that's really great. Yay. It's my birthday tomorrow. Yay, someone just stole my phone for my birthday. Thank you. That's really cool. I turned 46. There's nothing on the phone. I'm a socialist. I'm on food stamps. I've been keeping this place alive, and no one knows how. I know. I work really hard, and you just stole my phone, bro. Why did you do that? It sucks. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. I can't be happy. Someone just stole my phone. Just to just now. I can't time you guys. I'm going to do my best timing you. Uh, <laughs> but I have to guess on time now. It doesn't matter. I don't need a phone. No one ever calls me anyways. I mean, my phone was stolen not too long ago anyway, and I just didn't put any numbers in. I was just waiting for people to call me, and guess what I realized? I only have 10 friends. <laughs> None of them are my mom. Actually, that's perfect, because they just stole a bunch of pictures that, I mean, it's fine. There's nothing on that phone of any value. And they're never going to figure out my password. It's such a loss for them. Whatever. It is. It was just mean. It was just mean. It's just stupid of me to just leave. Okay. Your first comedian of the night's going to make you laugh. Hopefully it makes me laugh because I'm going to be a bad mood until someone makes me laugh because someone just stole my phone and I'm not allowed to swear outside. <laughs> Put your hands together for your first comedian, Steven Steiner. Yeah. Well, this isn't a better way to start a show, isn't it? Um, I'm going to turn on my own timer just to keep it. Pam, we're doing 8 to 10, right? I don't have a phone. I can't time anyone. I me less. The minute I stop laughing is the minute I take you off stage. Uh, all right. Cool. I have no timer. I don't know what I can start one. How much time do you want me to go? 8 to 10? 
All right, I got a timer. Okay, uh, so trying to fix the world's problems and get people to laugh, I think the solution is to just make everybody skip. Yeah, have you ever tried to be mad while skipping down the street? Pam, maybe you should try that. Just start skipping and see if you can not be mad. Um, all right, well, that joke didn't work. That was the first joke I ever wrote when I was like 15 and thought it was really funny. I just wanted to see if it would work in front of a live stage, and I know not to do that one again. So thank you for that uh, confirmation. Uh, going into it, though, I started going to therapy recently. Anybody else? Yeah, did your magic eight ball stop working, too? Yeah. I started to go to therapy to get answers, and I just got way more questions. Why are you here? What brings you in? Why do you think you're here? What do you think that started? It's like, I don't know. That's why I'm here, not to be interrogated, but to try to get some answers. Uh, this is my rant, apparently, and you guys are listening to it. Um, but it turns out I'm suffering from YBS. Gross. I don't know what you're thinking. That's younger brother syndrome. Yeah. Turns out I'm a victim of my sister's role plays. Again, you're gross. I don't know what you're thinking, but the antics that were fun when we were kids don't work the same way now that we're 30. Steven, let's have a tea party. Uh, these are shot glasses, not teacups anymore. Pam, are you doing okay? Yeah, all right, I'll check in occasionally. We're doing okay on time. Uh, yeah, we're good. All right. Um, continuing to go with that trend, baking with my sister at 30 years old doesn't involve an easy bake oven anymore. Yeah, now baking with an older sister is when she disappears for a while and I'm left in the kitchen making cookies alone. I think there's a munchies joke in there somewhere. Is everybody just down because of Pam's phone? This is like, <laughs> I mean, I feel it. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. All right. Uh, I'm excited that I'm finally outside seeing people again. Yeah, it's nice to see that people still have legs. Yeah, we can clap for that, that's cool. Yeah, six months worth of doing stand-up comedy at a Zoom box, I felt like I was just in a zoo. What's he gonna do next? Yeah, now it's like a, a petting zoo because we can actually somewhat be in contact, but not. It's cool. I'll keep my distance. Some of you laughed. That was good. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's cool. Um, other good news. I moved in with a woman recently. Yeah. My mom. Uh, yeah. Moving and vacuums have a lot in common. They both suck. Yeah. Pam laughed. Yes. I think that's, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. That was a giggle. It was good. We can get a belly laugh maybe. Because uh, I found out that moving has kind of an upward roller coaster in it to where like you feel really good about yourself when you when you start packing like 20 boxes and then you turn around and it looks like you did nothing at all. Right? It's just like, well, I don't know. And then you keep packing, you keep packing, you're like, yes, we're going to move and all of your stuff gets to your new place. And then you have to unpack? <laughs> Screw that. I have a really nice couch now, just made of filled boxes. Ikea's got nothing on that furniture. Yeah. I have a TV stand in a stand box. Yeah. I don't know where the TV is, but it's in one of those boxes. That's what moving's like. Moving, And it's one of those things to where it's like, I could either try to find it, but I felt like I was a magician, hiding stuff from myself. 
Um, so I just go buy it anyway. I don't know. It's it's a it's a scavenger hunt game that I've made for myself apparently. Uh, but now I have so many cardboard boxes that I just feel like I'm at a sporting event surrounded by cardboard cutouts. A few of you are liking this. All right, try to be looked at by a bunch of weird strangers in your room that are two-dimensional. At least doing a Zoom show, they respond. Uh, but professional sports teams are pumping their own sound noise. That's how I get laughs at all my jokes. <laughs> I got a laugh track that just gives me something to practice against. It's cool. Um, but I've noticed that my sporting career has a lot in common with my dating life. Yeah, getting on base is a struggle. Somebody got that one. Uh, I can hit a home run, but that costs $400 in the tenderloin, and I don't got money for that. Ouch. How are we doing, Pam? <laughs> that was a smile. We're trying. We're trying. Um, by the way, if you don't have cash, you can Venmo uh, Mutiny Radio also to contribute to Pam's phone and keeping the lights on fund. That, that was not supposed to be a joke, but I'm glad it made you laugh. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so you can do that. So, yeah, I'll just keep plugging and checking in to make sure we're doing okay. Um, I'm at, like, five and a half minutes, so this is what torturing feels like when only three people are laughing at your jokes. But I'm going to keep going because I was told eight minutes. Uh, this is That's what Pam laughs at again. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep making shit up as I go. Uh, t Pam says that this is a clean comedy show. So I showered. Yeah. I got claps on that one. Hygiene gets the claps. All right, let's keep making jokes about being clean. Uh, a dirty joke, though. This is one that my grandpa used to tell me. Yeah, a guy fell in the mud. Clean joke version is that he also showered. Yeah, you're welcome. This is, this is making it up as we go, folks. Uh, do you guys want some dad jokes? That got Pam to laugh last week. Pam likes the dad jokes. You want some dad jokes? Yeah. yeah, dad jokes. Commas. They give me pause. I'm just trying to be punctual. Just trying to be punctual, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I solved a puzzle last week. Not to brag, but it said three to four years on the box. Hello. I got to chuckle. I got to chuckle. Um, I, I should stop with the dad jokes, though, because... Uh, I don't have kids yet, and that's just a faux pas. Ah, yeah, it's getting cornier. It's cool. It's fun. Um, all right. I think I'm going to end it with that. We got some laughs out of Pam. Please, please, please help us out. I know, Pam, you're getting some of your the, the money finally to help keep the lights on with this place. Mutiny Radio on Venmo if you don't have cash. And uh, enjoy your night. Thank you so much for coming out. Steven Steiner, everyone. He's the dad I always wanted. Aww. With the no, it's cool. Like he, I think you've given me money. That's really supportive. Thank you. <laughs> my dad, my dad is actually super Republican, like super Republican, and he sends me these terrible Republican memes all the time. And I don't know if he's doing it because he has an awesome sense of humor, or if because he really hates me. Um, <laughs> When he raised me, he used to call me his little commie pinko liberal. And I was like, look what you did. <laughs> Do you see words have power, dad? Anyway, my phone was stolen. <sighs> so if I don't call you back or you text me, 
honestly. So I think this is, I've never wanted a phone anyway. Here's the thing, I accidentally left my phone here for 24 hours and no one texted me, so it doesn't matter. I can talk to people on Messenger. I didn't need the phone. I never wanted a smartphone anyway, and someone gave me the smartphone. I had a dumb phone. I had a dumb phone and someone stole my dumb phone. Who would do that, right? And that happened before. Someone stole my dumb phone, but you know what? I got it back for $20 and a little bit of weed. We met at a Pete's Coffee downtown because he was like, I don't want your dumb phone. And I was like, I know, nobody wants it. It's an AT&T Go phone you dumb f's like it's nothing you stole nothing except it was everything to me <laughs> isn't that funny that's like the fourth time that's happened when they steal my bag and i'm like ah, there wasn't that there was two dollars and fifty cents in there and my fourth draft of my master's thesis <laughs> that little thumb drive that you threw in the garbage the, la the last bag that was stolen for me actually the worst thing out of the bag that was stolen a rocks from greece value to me. B, two of my best Magic the Gathering decks. Ah! Ah! They stole, they stole my poet deck. It was so good, it was all 1-1 penners. And they all just flew in and I, and then I had all these life-giving things and I'm at 52 and you're at four and you're like, what's happening in this? I'm like, it's just a poetry reading. We're all just having a fun time. No one plays Magic the Gathering, just me. I'm just lamenting the things that people steal from me that have no value to them, that they throw in a garbage can. <laughs> that have all the value to me. I love uh, my rocks from Greece. Gone! Lamenting my phone. Your next comedian, he plays songs and he's gonna make us happy. He's a really lovely human being. I'm gonna let you get set up as I preface you with this. He has some song parodies he does. I used to do karaoke and I used to sing a little song called Isn't It Ironic by Alanis Morissette. But I did it in a comedic way because I did it in the style of James Hetfield. Isn't it ironic? Uh, don't you think? Huh? A little too ironic. Uh, I really do think. It's like Rayon on your wedding day. Huh? <laughs> right? I do the whole song though. It's really funny. I really miss karaoke. He's got a buzz going already, and that's what's gonna make him so good. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kahn! Yay! Woo woo! What's up, San Francisco? How are y'all doing tonight, guys? Hey, give yourself another round of applause just for being here, okay? Yeah! Give yourself a round of applause. All of us, nobody saw who stole Pam's phone. We are all terrible people. We are all going to hell. No, okay. So Pam just did her James Hetfield impression. Uh, I have a Metallica-oriented impression I'd like to do for you. I'll show you my beautiful prize-winning face when I do. Uh, so this is what it would sound like if David Bowie were to sing Metallica, okay? David Bowie singing Metallica, here goes. So close, no matter how far. <laughs> Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trust in what we are. Oh, yeah. And nothing else matters to a bitch. <laughs> David Bowie playing Metallica, everybody, right? <laughs> but what if Metallica were to play David Bowie? That would sound like this. Ch -ch -ch changes turn and face the strain. 
don't wanna be a better man. Time may change me, but I can't change time. Ch -ch -ch changes. One time, James Hetfield, he came into the gas station I worked at, and he was like, give me fuel, give me five, because I'm parked on number nine, dude. <laughs> True story. Wouldn't make something like that up. My name is Josh Kahn. I'm very into social justice. You guys want to try something here. What do we want? No, 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 no. All you were wrong. The answer we were looking for is mushrooms. Okay, that's what we want. All right. What do we want? Mushrooms. When do we want them? Now. Time is an illusion. Okay, that was the correct answer. You guys need to get your uh, your act together here. I obviously I took the mushrooms earlier. Uh, that's my fault. I am sorry about that. I was driving the Bay Bridge to come over here, you guys. Don't you hate it when a guitar player tunes his instrument in front of you on stage? It's like, couldn't you have done that at home? It's kind of like when you see a policeman beating a woman in the middle of the street. You're like, couldn't you have done that at home? What? I was driving the Bay Bridge to get over here, and uh, I saw something kind of disturbing. I saw a guy sitting on the edge of the Bay Bridge. He had pulled over his car, and there was, like, people trying to get out of their cars and be supportive of this guy. He was sitting with his feet over the edge of the Bay Bridge, hanging out over the ocean. I wanted to be supportive as well, so I just rolled down my window, and I was like, let's go, Oakland! <laughs> just because, like, thank you for jumping off of the Bay Bridge and not the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is so, at this point, it's so mainstream. Like, don't jump off of that. We want a documentary about our bridge, you know? You jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, it's like, you're not suicidal. You want, you want a nap in a hammock. That's what you want. <laughs> they made the Richmond Bridge a footbridge, but they're not worried about anybody jumping off of the Richmond Bridge because Richmond is like the Oakland of Oakland. <laughs> These suicide jokes are, like, not going over well with you guys. What's the deal? Do we all not want to kill ourselves? Come on. Comedian, every, all comedians want to kill themselves because since quarantine started, all comedians are closer to hanging themselves than they are to being Robin Williams. Am I right? <laughs> he want you to laugh, guys. Loosen up. These are jokes. Robin would want you to laugh. I'm at the end of my rope with these suicide jokes. Stop doing them. Ho ho. <laughs> You're not going to catch me hanging around Mutiny Radio. Ho ho. He would want you to laugh. No, I love you guys. You guys are great for being here. I really appreciate you. My mom, okay, so let's play, let's play racial bingo here. Get your racial bingo cards out. What the hell kind of interracial train wreck had to happen 30-some-odd years ago for this to be standing in front of you? I know, I know you're wondering, like, what, what are you, man? You're like a Mexitalia, what, uh, what are you, man? I am, uh, you're all wrong. I'm Korean, and I'm Jewish. Boom! Mind blown. Totally blew your mind. My mom is this, like, five-foot-tall Korean immigrant woman. I told her I was going to be doing comedy, and she was like, oh, no, Josh, why you do comedy? You're not funny. <laughs> and you're so ugly. Comedian have to be on TV. I think you mean you want podcasts. Everyone has podcasts. Your father has podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. For I forgive her. Sometimes she would beat me and my brother, but I think that's just because we were citizens and she was jealous. Does anybody know that song? Have you heard this song on the radio? It goes, um, I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to if with you. Mm -mm. You know that song I'm talking about? I hate that song. Because you know who else was living his best life and didn't have time for us? My dad! <laughs> don't defend the guy. You don't know. You don't know. My, so my dad's family is Jewish. 
and I always get treated like a second-class Jew, you know, because I'm half Asian, like I'm a, like I'm a GED Jew. I'm a Jew, Jew 2.0, Jew.0, I don't know. But anyway, my Jewish grandma was always super racist to me. Like when I was little, she would tell me like, uh, if you misbehave, we're gonna sew your foreskin back on. <laughs> That's a messed up thing to say to a seven-year-old at Hanukkah dinner. So I get her back now as an adult when I go over there for Hanukkah dinner. She puts out all the Jewish foods, right? She puts out like uh, gefilte fish and potato latkes, all the traditional Jewish bread. She puts out um, uh, challah bread. You guys know what challah bread is? That braided bread you see in the window of the Jewish bakery? Anyway, she puts out all the food. Everyone's eating around the Hanukkah table. Everyone's got a mouthful. Everyone's quiet. I'm the one to break the silence. Mm. Grandma, this meal is first rate. How much did the challah cost? Please enjoy this bacon-scented candle. <laughs> and I caught you up three pounds of uncooked shrimp. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I've been with my girlfriend a long time. I've been with my girlfriend so long. How long? We, instead of meeting on, we didn't meet on Tinder, we met on Craigslist. Our encounters are still super casual. Instead of uh, Netflix and chill, we eat checks mix and pay bills. Super sexy though. My girlfriend is so white. How white is she? she got her 23 and me results back. It was just a blank sheet of white paper. I'm sorry. I made the, the financially responsible choice of dating a white girl. What can I say? Anyway, you guys want to hear some songs? I'll play some songs for you. All right, guys. This year when you go to see baseball, whenever they let us back in to see baseball, these are the lyrics you're going to sing when it comes for the seventh inning stretch and everyone sings, take me out to the ball game. Here's what I want to hear you guys sing. Take me out to the protest. Push me onto the ground. Buy me some milk to wash out my eyes. 